Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. I am the one and only Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to me. Yay! Um, so today is Saturday, February 26, 2022. It is 11.23 a.m. on a lovely, sunny, golden, sunny, sunshiny Central Florida day. And um, even though I didn't have a great night of sleep, I still feel good. Um, yeah, so that's that. I had restless legs, guess when? This morning, not last night. Restless leg syndrome is a total pain. I hate it. Hate it. But all I can do is just learn how to live with it because I'm not really eligible to treat it any other way. You are listening to The Dave Fremlin Show. Um, it takes a so, super uh, duper long time yeah. to um, And so I, anyways, and now tonight I'm going to not give you some information. Yay. A doctor, um, which I forgot what it is. That's right. You are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. Yay. I guess we'll see what happens, right? Um, okay, so on the topic of the day is... I want to talk about, um, I had this thought the other day, you know, I was reading, I was actually at Disney World and I was in a thing called the story of America and they read some parts of the constitution and I was thinking to myself, you know, all this talk about January 6th insurrection, insurrection by the people. Okay. If you read the United States constitution In the Declaration of Independence, which I unfortunately do not have right in front of me right now, there is a statement in which it is stated that when the government starts to be in the way of protecting the... It states that the governments are put into place in order to protect the God-given rights of the people. And when the government starts to overstep those bounds and no longer protect the rights of the people, it is the right of the people to overthrow that government, to abolish that government and start up a new one. Okay? And so everybody takes that to mean that we get to vote every four years and change our government. That's not what it means. That is not what it means. What that means is that they're actually, in reality and in technicality, There is no such thing as an insurrection by the people against the government if you're living in America. Um, Because in America, the people have the right to off-throw the government, have the right. It's it's like in the first line of the Declaration of Independence, like right there on top. And when I was watching this thing yesterday about the beginning of America, uh, they were talking about we need to justify the reason for our separation from England. And so there was the justification that when the government usurps the power that is not given to them. So my point is, and I'm not telling everyone to go, I'm not advocating insurgency or insurrection, okay? Like, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, if you read the Constitution in its literal way of being written, the government can have an insurgency against itself, And the government can have an insurgency against the people, but an uprising of the people against the government in America is totally allowed. It is totally 100% allowed. 
It is in the Constitution. It is. In fact, I'm going to look it up right now. I'm going to get right back to you. Okay, here I am, and I have it right in front of me. This is from the National Archives, so this is a governing document of the United States. When in the course of the human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them to with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Okay, so what that means is that if we are connected to another country, which at this point we are not, we have to, if we are going to separate, we need to declare the reasons why. Okay, now it further states, I want to go to the part that, um, here it is right here. We hold these laws to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain, it doesn't say God, notice that, it says their creator. That's because when they established this country, there were many different uh, religious uh, ideologies that had settled here. And so they couldn't call any one particular they couldn't say God. They had to give people the right to have a creator. So whomever you think your creator is, you're endowed with your rights by that. Okay, whether that just be the laws of nature or whether that be actual God or whether that just be an innate, you know, you were created by an innate, you know, by your cells. Whatever you believe the creator to be, they gave that free interpretation in the actual document. Okay, so no, 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 no. This is not a document of religious dominance, of religious anything. It says creator, okay? You are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show on Podbean. It says they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That means that the rights cannot be separated from the body. Okay, unalienable. Alienable means uh, connected to the body, connected to humanness. So unalienable means to be able to take it away, separate it from the body. It can't be done. Okay, you can't separate it. Okay, so um, let's see, where is it? Okay, and among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. So that means once the governs no longer consent, the government no longer has power. So even in the first paragraph of the governing documents of this country, it states very, very clearly that there's no such thing as insurrection by the people. By the people, okay? Because we are the governed. So if we decide we no longer want to be governed this way, we simply change our mind, okay? Consent of the governed. That whatever, whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to see them likely to affect their safety and happiness. 
Okay? So, although in the first sentence it talks about separating from another country, such as England, in the second paragraph, it just states a truth. These are truths. They're self-evident. Anyone can see them. Okay? All men are created equal. Everyone. Okay? That is everyone. Okay? There's no racism involved in that statement. Okay? They're endowed by their creator. Creator does not establish a god among other gods. Um, and unalienable rights not able to be separated from the human. And that those are life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And the only reason governments are allowed, are instituted among men, are because they get their power from the governed. And when that government becomes destructive of that, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it, to institute a new government. Okay? Period. Now, there's a lot of other stuff in here and um, about, like, being prudent and about, like, not just being, you know, flippant about changing the government. But this first paragraph of the Declaration of Independence very clearly indicates that there can be no such charge against a January 6th protester or any other protester against the government for insurrection or any type of like charges of insurrection or government overthrow, anything like this, is not a viable and legal, according to the Constitution of the United States, when the people do not consent, the government has no power over them. Period. Period, period, period. And it is not the government that grants the rights. It is the creator. They cannot be separated from you. Okay? And so my reason for bringing that up is because you can see, if you look across the globe, all of this destruction of people's rights going on and all these things about insurrection and... Uh, you know, all these things. And I just wanted to point out that in America, there's no such thing as insurrection. It's a, it's a part of our rights. It is a part of our rights. It comes before the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights were the first 10 uh, amendments to the Constitution. They are amendments. They are added on. This is before the Bill of Rights. Okay, so the Bill of Rights are not the only rights. They are added on rights that people recognized once they read the Constitution. They're like, no, no, you got to defend this right specifically. They didn't say that these are the only rights people have that are unalienable. What they said are these are singled out to be specifically recognized. And the reason that they did that was because oftentimes, you know, those were the things that were of issue of the day, okay? And I will state even further that as America has grown up, the list of rights has not gone backwards. It has gone expanded. And the list of rights, it's not because people have added rights. It's because rights have become recognized as God-given or creator-given. Okay, it's not like they're new and so we well, well, let's add this new right that the government is granting you. No, 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 no. It's enough people 
have displayed this right that we now recognize it as it should be protected because people are trying to usurp it. So nobody tries to protect a right until they notice that it's trying to be taken away. And so as people notice rights being taken away, that's when they go, oh, no, 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 these are our, and then people point to the Constitution and they say, well, it's not in the first, it's not in the Bill of Rights. But the Bill of Rights is not the only rights, okay? There are, it, it says among these, and then the Bill of Rights are recognized rights that were, in addition to the Constitution, which recognizes rights coming from inalienable, it then people said, no, 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 you don't, we are having this problem with this group of people trying to usurp this right. We want to make sure that it is written in paper. It's not that that right suddenly appeared out of nowhere and that the government said, stamp, stamp, we approve it. It already existed and people were already trying to trample it. And that's when they said, you got to write this down. And as America has matured, more people have been added into the group of people that are, like it first said, all men are created equal. Well, now it's all men, women, you know, and whatever is added in there. And so, and then as people have recognized, well, I have this right also, and you're trying to usurp my right too. Then the right has been, boom, 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 added in, okay? Not that it has been added to a list of rights that we are given by the government. No, it is added to a list of recognized protected rights all your rights are your rights but some are very specifically protected in the constitution in the amendments because at the time that it was written there were people that were having problems with those rights being protected and that does not to go to say i mean i think it's the 10th or 9th amendment that says all rights that are not listed in this document i'm dave fremland and you are listening to the one and only dave fremland show are still rights, okay? And so the most important thing to recognize is what I read to you in that first, that first, like you don't even need to read the rest of the Constitution to understand what America is about, okay? And anything else to the contrary that you hear or I hear, I try to, I try to block it out of my mind. You know, at this point, like my mom, she sent me an email, God love her, she said, oh, CNN is doing a piece on Alex Jones this Sunday. You might want to watch it. And I'm like, why would I want to infect my brain with smear tactics and propaganda when I already know who Alex Jones is? Well, you know, their opinion is not going to change my mind. It's going to piss me off. And so why would I want to infect my brain with their divisiveness? And you know what I mean? like, And then there's her being abusive to me because she knows darn well that I will get inflamed if somebody mentions the word CNN to me in the same sentence as Alex Jones. And so I just, I just no longer, you know, as my mental health improves, and let me tell you that with having a mental health issue, and I'm not saying like I'm like, you know, mental, I'm saying I have an issue because I had taken medications that caused me problems. I have a dopamine issue is a legitimate issue with processing dopamine. And it makes it very hard for me to manage my moods, especially in the lower vibrations of, you know, moodiness, like depression, anger, things like that. I have a very difficulty with. 
you know, feeling calm. <clears throat> when there's like, I can feel calm. I can't really feel like ecstatic joy or excitement. Or I can feel it a little bit, but not like how I want to. So my spectrum of emotion is like, it's much easier to stimulate negative emotions than positive ones. And so why would I infect my brain with negativity? Why would I do that? I just don't understand it. And so now where I am with my life right now is here's what I've decided. Uh, and this has come with great help from my therapist, I will admit, is that I am 58 years old. I have physical injuries. I have mental health injuries. And I have medical injuries. Um, I would like to be as independent and creative and prosperous as possible. But some of the things, some of those should have been, could have been, they have to be let go of. And they have to make room for like new things at different levels of excitement that I can be happy with. Does that make sense? And so I'm readjusting my way of thinking about things and I'm readjusting my um, assessments of what I want to do, what I can do, and how I want to do things. And I am uh, trying to add a lot more patience and kindness to myself and trying to make up for some of those times when I was not as good of a person as I wanted to be by trying to be a better person now. I think it's only fair. And, um, you know, that's about where it's at. And I'm trying to very hard not allow new, um, I'm trying very hard to keep very strict boundaries and very cautious and pragmatic um, steps forward so that I don't wind up making irrational or just like emotional decisions and then ending up in a place where I have to regret where, where I am. Okay, that includes people, places, things. It includes anything I pursue. Because at this point in my life, I can look back and I can say there are a lot of things I've tried and done halfway, done enough to pass for like saying I did it, but have never fully been um, fulfilled by any of the things that I've really tried. And that's because I had this mental health condition that I didn't really know about and it was getting worse and worse over time. And it feels so natural when you are the person that has it. And so there's no looking back and saying what it should have, could have done. There's only what is available to me now and how can I not, you know, infect my brain by allowing myself to make the same poor decisions that I made before. You know what I mean? Because the disease still is in my brain. And so I have to, when I make decisions about what I'm doing, who I'm going to convert with or whatever, I have to think now, what road is this going to lead me down? You know, if I'm being flirtatious with somebody and I'm feeling complimented by them flirting with me, is that going to lead to uh, a conversation that makes me uncomfortable? Is that going to lead me to a situation that makes me uncomfortable? Is it going to lead me to saying yes when I mean no? Um, because that happens, you know? And if I decide to pursue uh, a job or a, I don't know, and anything, 
um, you know, an art, like a, like get involved in a play, a theatrical event. Am I going to get halfway through it and realize it's over my head and I can't do it and then have to back out at a time when I can't? Because right now that's what's been happening is I've started things, not been able to finish. I'm in pain a lot. So I have to really look at what's the level that I can be at. And if I can't really do that, you know, I don't want to end up making the same mistakes. And I have faith in my creator, in God, that the right thing will arrive in my sphere of recognition of it at the time when I'm ready for it. The Dave Fremlin Show is now available on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. If you like listening to The Dave Fremlin Show, don't forget to follow me and subscribe to my podcast and share me with a friend. Thank you and have a nice day. Okay, it will happen. It will happen. Believe me, it will happen. I know. You know how I know? Listen to the sound of my voice, how much I know. Do you know how come I know? Because this morning and last night when I was in my bed, I thought about it. and I thought about what do I want to ask God for? And so I don't want to ask God to like make me rich or powerful or successful or anything like that. I want the thing in my path that I I want the thing in my path that's going to be the thing for me, the right thing for me, that will be the thing that gives me passion. And the only way I can see the thing coming that's the right thing, when many things come, many opportunities come all the time, every day, something new happens. But is it the right thing? And how do I know? And so when I pray, I think about what do I want to ask God for? And I don't want the, I want to, I want to, I want to be guided to the right thing. I don't want, um, I don't want, I don't want to say, I don't want to know, I don't know how I want to say it. I want to be able to be a part of the accomplishment. Therefore, I don't ask God for the finished accomplishment. I ask for the guidance to go towards the correct choice. And then while I'm doing the project or the job or the thing, I continually ask God for the strength and the and the wherewithal to get through it and to have the creativity. And then at the end, of course, I feel like I I was the physical body but that God was the creative power behind it. But I want to be a part of it, you know what I mean? And I don't know whether that's sin of pride or whatever, but I, I want to be in a partnership. I want to be part of it. And so I let the creativity come. I let the opportunity come to me. I ask for guidance in recognizing which are the right choices and then when I make the choice, I ask for the strength and the and the guidance to get and the creativity to get through the event or project or thing. And then at the end, I'm grateful for all of the guidance and help and power from God, but that I also I'm grateful that I get to feel part of 
the sense of accomplishment. Okay? And I'm not talking about like arrogant pride. Believe me, I'm not about that. I, I like feeling a good sense of pride, but I don't take credit. I am not. I might come across to people as being arrogant and there might be a certain amount of arrogance to me, but I am, believe me, if anything, I have low self-esteem rather than high. And so if it's anything, it's a compensation. But um, really, honestly, I, I come across more arrogant than I really am. What I really am is I, I really like to feel like I contributed to a project, but I don't think I'm smart enough to... I've been involved in some really good projects and I have been given, you know, accolades for being incredibly creative and all these things. And I, I know that I contribute this or that or the other, but, and I know that I have a good eye for seeing certain creative things that people don't see, but I don't give myself any extra kudos for being, I, I work good on a team. I work good as a part of a creative team. You know what I mean? And I like God to be part of my creative team as well. All right, that is my Saturday broadcast. And um, I hope that, it, you know, I, I don't know what I hope. I do these podcasts because, well, I really enjoyed when I was working in radio. And I don't have a radio opportunity right now, but I do feel like I'm doing radio when I'm here doing my podcast. And then I get to do the editing and I get to put it up. And I believe me, the first, when I go to my demographics and I see who's listening, I'm the first three. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. Maybe I like the sound of my own voice. Whatever. Okay, you guys, have a great day and thank you for listening. Bye-bye. The opinions expressed in the Dave Fremlin Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is written, directed, and produced by Dave Fremlin and is a Dave Fremlin production. Thank you for listening.